Hi, baby. I am happy that you're here. If you are an old friend, hello. How are we doing? What day of the week is it for you? I hope it's a goodie. If you're new, hi. <laughs> My name is Laura Patricia Martin. I run this whole shebang called Healing the Happy where I help high-achieving women heal their traumas so they can call in the relationships, the love, the life, the business, the wealth, all the things that our triggers and our traumas get in the way of. And I do it in a very practical way. I like to pretend that we're like BFFs on the internet. Um, I started this whole journey after the age of 24 when I was questioning taking my own life because I had been through the ringer. I had a series of domestic violent relationships, sexual trauma, family loss from addiction, just a whole slew of things where I I felt like I I just couldn't do it anymore. And I realized it wasn't that I didn't want to live. It was just I couldn't live that way anymore. And I went on this whole journey of self-discovery and I kind of became obsessed with it and lost myself in my work, in my life, in my perfectionism. And it wasn't until I had the harsh awakening of my health cracking me down that I had to slow down and stop and actually look at the embodiment of trauma because trauma is something we can only heal in the body, not in the mind. So that's where this whole journey began. And then I started this podcast after a breakup that left me shattered and was this invitation into what more of myself can I start to discover? Because we get to this stage of healing, and this is usually who I work with, where it's like we've done the awareness part, we've done this healing part, and then it's this whole, now who do I get to be? And we get to remember who we always were before the trauma happened. And that's that's the fun part. And that's how I felt my breakup was. It was like this reinvitation. I broke all the rules. I started a whole new business. I started this podcast um, and really just had a lot of fun with it. And I know if you've been here for since the beginning, it's it's been a trip. Um, I'm telling you all of that, one, because who knows who is popping in here new, and two, it goes hand in hand with what today's episode is about, which is around letting go of the idea of perfectionism and really how perfectionism is just a indication light of trauma and shame, and it's protecting us from this, and I know I get bogged down in this where I used to believe I needed to be perfect. Like, oh my goodness, if anyone found out that I was a flawed human being, it would be the end of the world. And it wasn't until, honestly, this like recent relationship with the sexiest man on the planet, who I was just informed his best friend listens to the podcast. So now I'm a little bit anxious about talking about him. But I... Um, he reflected back to me that he could feel some walls up and there were parts of me that I didn't want to let him in on. And it was these sides. It was the sides where I'm weak sometimes, you know, there's sides where codependency still comes out and I feel this like need for a human and society tells us, you know, we're not supposed to need people. And I sometimes get trapped up in that. And so it's been such this such a journey, such a expression of love, such a homecoming, such a vulnerability, liberation, 
moment of being able to dismantle this idea of like, I have to have my shit together in order to be loved and to actually love all parts of myself. Then in all of that to say like, yes, he's a great mirror of that, but it was nice because that's what I started when I went through my breakup. It was like, who do I know myself to be with my knees on the floor? Who do I know myself to be when I am feeling all of my emotions, when I'm feeling all of this shame and this guilt and this remorse? Like, how can I actually love myself through all these things? And lo and behold, I meet a man that is a great mirror of that work and holds me in that light. And that's also to say, like, we don't have to be fully healed in order to call someone in. Like, yes, I was doing the work, but I'm still doing the work. Like, there is no completion of this project, (laughs) to be honest. It's just, you know, being able to hold it all and making sure our relationships aren't where we're unfolding this, right? Like, I have my team of healers. I have my therapist. I have my mentors. I have programs. I have my own practices. Like, and then my partner gets to be a space where I unfold lessons, but I don't have to be this like flawed human being that's anxious and attached. And I also don't have to be this, like, I have everything together and I never cry and I never have any emotions and look at me, I'm the cool girl. Like it's, it's this kind of journey. And so I'm talking about that today in this episode because I hear this a lot, especially in my peer mastermind lately, which is what sparked this whole conversation around perfectionism. And it's so funny because like every, like we feel like we need to be perfect in order to be loved. We feel like we need to be perfect in order to, you know, call in the dream clients. We need feel like we need to be perfect in order to have the dream body. And it's like at every different part of self-development, there's this idealization of perfect. And what a gift it would be to just be like, hey, I'm giving my best and sometimes my best is messy. And can you give your gift? Can you give that gift to yourself today? Can you, can you walk into that with love, with life, with reverence? And all that it is. And so before we jump into that, I want to do, I want to invite you. Whether you feel called, what's on your heart, I feel the strongest pull to someone that's listening to this right now that is craving a safe place to land on the internet. That safe place where like you can truly soften in the space of like-hearted individuals doing the trauma work not just the education piece, because yes, that is very important, but the actual, how do I apply this to my life piece? And what about when I'm in the midst of a trigger? How do I do that? That's who I'm talking to today, because I know that's what I was craving. I remember the moment when I was like, okay, I have so much self-development in my back pocket that I kind of don't even know how to like live my life anymore. And at the point, like when trauma happens, we need that. We need structure. We need rituals. We need consistency. We need to reparent ourselves. We need that kind of boundary sense. But then we get to this other part where it's like, and now how do I release the grips of that to really truly know myself and be? And that's sacred singlehood. It's breaking the rules. It's welcoming yourself home. It's seeing yourself for the truth that you are, the remembering yourself before the trauma, before the patterns, before the habits, before the things that kept us trapped and heavy and perfect. It's my life's work in this program, and I keep up-leveling it every time because it's just fascinating what comes through. And so this time we are adding 
more <laughs> to it alongside a mastermind element. So for four weeks, you have me in your pocket alongside the modules. You have lifetime access to the modules, so you can revisit them. I actually have an interview coming out next week with one of the girls I was in it, and she's like, I went through it when I was navigating my relationship and how to be a better partner to my partner, and now I'm out of the relationship, so I'm revisiting it as a single woman, and then, you know, we revisit it when we're in partnership. It's it's one of those things where it, it goes with you through the seasons, which is extraordinary. But the part that I love the most is the mastermind because we can study all this stuff. We can learn all this stuff, right? Like it's it's important to know, but the real journey is in the midst of the trigger having me in your pocket to go, hey, this is what I'm feeling right now. Like you would a girlfriend, but someone that actually knows this stuff, that has been through it, that has actually specialized in it, that studies it, obsessed with it, lives, breathes, eats it, to navigate it so that we can switch it in real time. And that is how we heal at quantum speed. That is how the women in my world have done the most extraordinary things in these four weeks. It's mind-blowing. Like it doesn't even make sense, but that's, but that's the art of somatics. And so it is a higher touch high value. That is, that's the vibe that healing to happy is going. So the price point is definitely going to increase next time I run this. And I don't know how hot it's like, this stuff is hot and alive in my life right now. So it's never been a better time, especially because just how much longer do we want to wait? Like I get it. The point of the cool thing about fear, like it's never, it's always the indication light because it's never a good time to do trauma work. Let me just tell you that right now. It's never like it's the choice of doing it because we realize the patterns are repeating itself and we no longer want to be a victim to the pattern. We want we want to take control. But that never feels good. I just did a little series on this over on TikTok where I was like, you know, it, it, it sucks. I just went into therapy this morning and I was like, I don't want to fucking do this at all. Like there is nothing in me that wants to do this, but I also know that's my growing edge. That's my kink. That's my turn on. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is going to feel so good on the other side. And even though I'm afraid because at the fear, the resistance that I'm at the core, the thing that I'm feeling, that resistance that I'm feeling is actually fear because holy shit, this is all the unknown. That's what trauma work is. And so it, it's that kind of moment where it's like, I know I feel this fear and I'm choosing because I'm ready to stand tall. I'm ready to set myself free. I'm ready to feel like what it feels like to be home in my body. That's the art. That is the art of this work. And so I have Sacred Singlehood available for enrollment right now. You just find the link in the show notes. You join, you get instant access to the modules. And then we will be opening up the Telegram group this March, and then I'll go for four weeks. And then if you're one of my girlies that wants something one-on-one and you want like an appetizer (laughs) to all of this, you can just reach out. I'll also put this in the show notes actually, and we can do a quick VIP. And so that'll be um, like 55 minutes where we will go through and we'll identify what your block is. And then we'll come up with a game plan for navigating that block and then see what's the best fit. So I love you. I'm going to put the in, put the podcast on now and I will see you somewhere on the internet. Make sure that you come hang out over on Instagram. My personal Instagram is it's Laura Patricia Martin, ITS Laura Patricia Martin. The podcast Instagram is healing to happy, healing to yo happy. Like I said earlier, apparently we're now on TikTok, um, which is the same thing. It's Laura Patricia Martin. And then make sure that you write a review for this. It means the world to us. This is a free platform where I am just giving you my time 
And so it means the absolute world to us when you review and you share your feedback, even if it's not the best, I want to hear from you so that we can make it the best and grow this little baby on the internet. And what else do I have? I think that's it. Coming out. I love you. It means the world to me. It really, truly does. I love this stuff so, so much. So see you somewhere. Happy healings, baby. You are listening to the Healing to Happy podcast, a podcast where we have hard conversations that slay shame. It's about leaning into the vulnerability and reclaiming your bravery. I am Laura Patricia Martin, a trauma specialist who created this podcast to help women like you collapse the walls built up around their hearts due to the shame and trauma and life experiences, to have conversations we may be struggling to have with those around us so that we can break down the walls that are holding us back from living this bold, juicy, brave life. Here, myself, my guests, and my friends share their journeys of rebirth to help us get out of our own way, build authentic relationships and heart-centered businesses and dance proudly into our fullest expression. I believe that when we bring light to a shadow, find richness within the in-between period with women who understand us, co-regulation occurs, safety is imprinted, and we begin to set the tone for limitless potentiality. I am so honored to be here with you. So let's begin. Today, this goes hand in hand with a conversation around perfectionism. Let me know in the comments if you've ever navigated perfectionism. And how I like to feel into my perfectionism is I needed everything to be perfect. Like I said, when I was 24, everything started when I was 22. Really, I just, my mother had passed and I ran away to Asia and I thought I could run away from my problems and really all I did was run into them because you can't outrun your trauma, especially if it's generational. I was doing the same thing. I found my way into addictions and domestic violence, a very deep eating disorder and a whole bunch of health issues to go with it. And I remember this moment when I was 24 years old, the moment that I shared in my recent post that I was sitting on a balcony at my partner's house at the time. We had just had a physical altercation and I was questioning taking my life. And I remember everything so much. I remember the Bangkok air. I remember the cold patio on my bum. I remember just like the noise and the ringing in my ears. Like it was just this moment. And it came to me. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. But it was a moment of like, it's not that I wanted to die. It was just, I could not keep living this way anymore. I had been in survival since I was 16. And I was like, I just don't, I don't really know the way out of this. I don't, I, I don't know, but I know there's got to be another way. And you've maybe had that where it's something in your life that it's like, something has got to change. Like the way that I'm living my life right now, it's, it's this spark, it's this fire, it's this drive, it's this hunger, it's this thing. And that's what it was for me. But instead of going and healing, I just created a new identity that was so afraid of always being found out that she wasn't actually perfect. 
And so I had these very strict rules on myself. I had, you know, eating schedules. I had certain diets. I basically did every diet in the book. I had very strict working hours and routines. I didn't have any intimacy. There was no way that I was going to be dating anyone because if they got in the way of my money, uh-uh, honey, like we were going to have issues. I had, you know, eliminated friend things and you know i just was so i started to move into my mind instead of my body i thought if i could just hit my numbers i thought if i could just run far enough i would somehow escape my past and i kept running and i kept running and i kept running until this moment when i was 26 and i was delivering a speech in front of an audience of 170 like i don't know how many people and I had had this rash that was happening for months prior. And I thought because he was on my back, it was fine. Like, no one could see it. No, it's fine. I'll fix it with I'll fix it with nutrition. And I remember a year prior, my natural path was like, do you want to talk about how trauma is related to all of your stuff? And I was like, what trauma are you talking about? Mind you, my past. And I said no. And I continued on. And I thought I could fix it on my own through diet. And I thought I could do all these kind of things. And it wasn't until the moment it went to my face that I was like, fuck. I need to listen. And the thing about healing and the thing about the perfection and the thing about that side of us, it's part of our shame that wants to protect us because we don't want anyone to know we're in a healing phase. We don't want anyone to know that we might actually not have it all together. I know I felt that. I was like, no one can know about this. No one can know that I'm actually miserable at night. No one can know that I actually have zero sex drive. No one can know that I haven't been on a date in two years because I'm actually quite afraid of men. No one can know that, you know, when I'm up late at night, like that it's anxiety and I have these panic attacks and sometimes I have suicidal ideation. Like no one can know. And so I felt really alone in these moments. And it was in that moment that I just outed myself. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing well. And the more I'm fighting it, the more I am more afraid of my brain. My brain. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to do it. And so I started to get help. Because the truth is something my mentor says. You know, shame can exist in the light of others. And so I remember when it was like, okay. And I, I was scared. I started going to 12-step meetings for Al-Anon, which is a support group for children and partners of addicts, of which I am a child, and at the time I was a partner of one. Um, <clears throat> and then I went to CODA, which is 12 steps for Codependency Anonymous. So I was doing all these things on the back end, and then I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to tell my friends that I've been doing this. I'm going to go to healing. I'm going to go to Reiki. I'm going to go to Bali, and I'm going to work on getting in my body. I'm going to learn about trauma. I'm going to learn about these things because I didn't know how. And the more that I was learning, it was like, I have to do this perfect too. Like it was this whole conundrum until I realized this one thing. And it was actually after um, my partner, my last partner had, we had decided to no longer continue our relationship that that cracked. And maybe you've had a moment like this where it's like, I actually don't want to be perfect. And that starts with self. And that started with really looking at myself of like, okay, I need to witness my past through a lens of love. I need to witness my past through appreciation. Because the truth is, the version of me that I was shaming, 
the version of me that I was like, this person is so dumb for staying in that relationship, for getting herself in this, for using drugs in the way that she did, for self-abandoning, for getting so sick. Like, that person is an idiot. I forgot about the person that got herself off that butt or got herself off that floor and got herself into the 12 steps. I forgot about that person that was strong enough to go get the help even though she was doing it in silence. That person is so brave. And that's the part where perfectionism is like, can I let myself be witnessed in the fact that I'm afraid that people are going to deem me as weak if I show them a shadow? I felt this in my relationship where I was like, I can't show you that I'm insecure. <laughs> like, I can't show you that I have like lingering codependency wounds and, you know, a little bit of these kind of things going on. I can't show you. And I remember it's when he brought it out of me where he's like, okay, let's have this conversation. And I've seen this with my clients. You know, I've been interviewing them on the podcast where it's so interesting because we get these like trauma bonds to our business and we create this codependency relationship with our business. And so, you know, I've been in interviewing some of the women that have gone through sacred singlehood or through my one-on-one or things of that nature where it's like, oh, I've noticed that I thought I had to be perfect in my business and therefore I had shut down my feminine intuition and I had shut down my spirituality because now it was all performance-based. I was only doing it so that I could perform better. And so we're bringing them back home to themselves and then we're seeing their relationships bloom. We're seeing them go out and play and have fun with their friends and like take the space and then watching their businesses boom. And then another woman where I'm talking to her, Like she came into my world and she had no sex drive. And it was like, okay, I'm going to do this for my partner and I'm going to do this. I'm going to take these programs and I'm going to do this stuff so that my partner can have it needing to be perfect, needing to people please, needing to keep, you know, this part and then going through the programs realizing, oh shit, I've had this identity of people pleasing perfectionism that actually if I let, it's not even about my partner. It's not even about, sorry if that was loud. I just hit my kneel on that. It's, It's not even about my partner. It's about me. And so it's fucking a shorty. I've had clients come in where like they're married and it's like they want to fix the relationship with their daughter. And they're like, okay, so how, and it started with, it didn't even start with the daughter. It started with nutrition. I want to stop trying to be perfect with my nutrition. I wanted to be able to go out to eat and not panic about the menu before I go on a date with my husband was where we started. And then we got deeper into the codependency wounds of everywhere that they were kind of seeping into high function and codependency is what I like to refer to it as um, from, I think it's Terry Cole that talks about it in that way. And so we looked at it in that route and then it turned into, you know, how she was performing as a mother and how she was as a wife and all these kind of things where she actually deepened into this trauma work of perfectionism and how to actually loosen the grips, learning to trust self so that she could show up. And now she just emailed me and it's been, I want to say six months since we we're working on that and her and her daughter are fantastic i think i shared that little um email actually a clip of the email if not i'll share it after this but it's those kind of things right we're we're looking at perfectionism like what is it it's protecting our shame it's a it's a form of trauma it's Brene brown and how she says it where it's like it's protecting our shame it's it's a form of shame It's not a form of your high and glory and everything needs to be perfect. It's perfectionism, this procrastination, which therefore is you in your shame. And the bravest thing that we can ever do, because I see this a lot where it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to come to the table. I don't want to do things, especially when it comes to relational work or trauma work. And we are high performing women. 
there's that fear and that's why i did my live the other day where it was like it's a fear i'm gonna learn lose my mojo of what got me to the top and it's like that's not true you're just gonna start growing from abundance as opposed to lack but it's also this perfectionism thing where it's like <clears throat> we have this identity of always having everything perfect will i then become lazy will i then you know will people deem me as weak and the most powerful thing and why I love group containers for this very reason and why my programs are group containers unless we're doing a breakthrough session or an iconic, but still when you're in iconic, you're in the group programs, it's your shame can't exist when you bring it to light. And so if you're sitting there and it's like, okay, what is the bravest thing? Like, I'm feeling so ashamed of doing relationship work. I know I felt this. This is why I was doing everything on the back end. None of my friends knew what was going on. None of my clients knew what was going on. I was still doing the things and every no one knew. No one knew these things were happening in the back end. And it wasn't until the moment that I sat in front of women and I went, hey, I'm actually in a lot of fucking pain. And I'm navigating these codependency wounds and I'm get, navigating these, these aches and I'm navigating a heartbreak. Can you hold me in that? That I realized my emotions were never too much. That was the bravest thing I've ever done. The bravest thing you can ever do is recognizing where, wh what is your perfectionism protecting you from? What is it perfect, protecting you from? And then what is the brave thing you can do to witness it, to heal the trauma underneath it. Because oftentimes that's our sneaky little subconscious brain. It's sitting there being like, hey, if I just get this perfect, then I won't have the shame about it and then I'll do this thing. But really you're just cycling in it. Your subconscious doesn't want you to grow. And we often think, okay, I'll do, the, I'll do the trauma work. I'll do the relationship work. I'll do the things once I feel comfortable, once I no longer feel fear. That time never exists. That's why I love my world. That's why I love the people in it because they recognize, oh, I feel this like clench. I feel this initiation and oh my God, this is scary as fuck and oh my God, I'm going anyways. And how liberating that is to know that there is nothing that can scare you, that there's nothing that can hold you back. And although you are going to feel fear, you're in a room full of women that freaking get it. I do it. This is why I love high level mentorship. I don't really do programs to learn things much anymore unless it's like a very niche thing that I want to know like going back to school for somatic attachment ther therapy but it's more so those high touch spaces where it can be like hey this is who I really am I'm soft I'm tender my heart is this and I feel like I've been running for ages and my feet hurt can I please get some slippers that's the true journey of healing perfectionism as looking at what is it protect what is it protecting you from what is the shame story that we have around it has your career and your achievements been this thing that you feel like oh my god what if they find out i'm not perfect what if they find out i actually have no clue what i'm doing what if he finds out that I have insecurities and like I'm hyperventilating sometimes and even though he thinks I'm very refined, I'm actually not. <laughs> if he finds out I'm sloppy and I smell on everything that's white, I can't do it. What if he finds out that, you know, sometimes I doubt myself and I have to lay on the ground and I just have to breathe and cry and let my inner child throw a temperature and what is he still going to love me? 
What if my clients find out that I actually have no idea anything tech, like no clue. And sometimes I literally just went on a podcast and realized I was listening to it and like the whole beginning wasn't there. What if they find out? (sighs) And the true thing is, like what a gift it is to no longer have those fears of people finding out about you because you know yourself so fucking well that there's nothing to run away from. It's like, I know myself, these things are me. I claim them as me. I'm working on them. I'm owning them and I am imperfect. I am a flawed human being and it's cute and I love it. That's the gift. That's your art. That's the genius. And that only comes from the embody work. That is literally the only way. Because if we're constantly trying to build up an identity to outperform our perfection, one, we're in our hypermasculine, we're repelling any type of relationship that we hope to have one day. And two, there is no number, there is no form of success, there is no thing that can ever outrun shame. So what a gift it would be for you to sit down and face that part of you. That part of you that, for me, was my 22-year-old self that I shamed away and I went, I still love you. And I still see the bravery in what you did of standing up again, again, and again, and again. I see that you had no guidance. And that part of your life, you had to raise yourself at such an early age, of course. You went into survival. And of course, you figured things out. Like what a gift it is to look at those parts of yourself and to love them and to adore them. And so my invitation for you is if you have been navigating any type of perfectionism, is how can you interrupt that pattern? How can you sit with yourself and really witness these parts of yourself with love and compassion and artistry and move forward in that? And if you're looking for a space to safely land if you were looking for a space like my clients have found that is monumental it's not just we're going to heal one thing it's we heal all things that's the fun part of me interviewing these women it's like some of them they came to me for sex some of them they came for me for food some of them they came for me for family some of them they came for me their husbands and dating and fresh out of relationships and not knowing how to make the next move some of them have come to me for starting businesses and not knowing how to be seen and comfortable being seen some of them have come with me so they can stop being obsessed with their businesses each one of them because all of these are pillars of trauma And when you can alchemize your trauma, you set yourself free, you liberate your soul, you set yourself home, you welcome yourself home. It is such a gift to be able to do that. And so if you're calling, if that is like lighting you up and you're like, I want this, like this journey of however you did this, I'm in. Just reach out. My DMs are always a safe place to land. It's like I said, think of it like Bumble. We're just going to have some chats. See if it's a good fit. And if it's a good fit, we're going to continue flirting and I'll send you a link. Other than that, no pressure. I don't sell. I invite. I invite you to the highest thing. I do not chase. I never have. I attract. That is my fucking superpower, baby. That's how I got sexy men. That's how I get the most delicious clients in the world. That's how you are all here, right? So if you want to have a conversation, it's very casual. Just DM me. We'll have a conversation from there. Let me know where you're at. Let me know why this. Let me know what you're looking for lead yourself this is this is your opportunity to let yourself be seen you don't have to be perfect in order to be healed actually i prefer that you don't you get very comfortable with your mess and you still move forward this is what we're doing here okay it's very casual
to the first date. We'll see if we get a second, you know? All right. I love you. If this landed, let me know. Write it in the comments. That's always super fun for me. And share it with someone. If it, if it truly lands on your heart, share it on your story. Share it with someone you love. Let me know because these are always fun. And then I do them every Wednesday. It's What Would Laura Do Wednesday where you ask your questions and I answer them. So DM me if you want that too. <laughs> There's a lot of DM conversation here. All right. I love you. Happy Wednesday. Happy healings. 